What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Linz, what do you got? Well, guys, uh, since we probably won't have time to get to Dodgers at all today, I just want to let you know that basically everybody on the Dodgers team was getting busy during an All-Star weekend. Because another Whoa. player, Mookie Betts, just came back from paternity list over the weekend. And now Max Muncy and Bruce Dargratterall will both be placed on the paternity list before tomorrow's game. So, you know. So you figured this all out to last year's All-Star game? Well, nine months. You go back. Yeah. Well, I'm just trying to do the math here. Yeah, so the All-Star game, what was the date? July something? Second week of July. Okay, right. So July, all right, August, September, November, December, January, February, March, April. Is that us right now, April? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. pretty close. Close. That's what it was. Yeah? Yeah. Get a little break time from the season and get busy, huh? Listening to a lot of a uh, sting, I guess. That's if, right. If, you know, if Not the wrestler. Not the wrestler, Correct. the singer. Correct. Sting. Yeah. I all just right. think it's very funny that, you know, three guys in the matter of a couple of days are all going on the paternity list. Do you <laughs> happen to look into uh, if any, well, was Mookie in the, I'm assuming he was in the All-Star game last year. Yeah. Okay. Muncie, probably not. But they didn't have to go anywhere. They had the long break and it was in LA. Right. You know? Yeah. They were just kind of, you know, getting busy, I guess. I guess so. Getting busy. All right. That is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. How about Mookie Betts, by the way? Just how about the I play? I mean, he's short? so incredible. I mean, how about the play at short? How about the fact he's playing short? Right, Let's right, just start with right, that, right? Right. But I mean, but, but you know what it is? It's like you're such a great athlete and you're such a great baseball player that fielding ground balls is one thing. But to, to have the instinct to say, hey, get out of my way. I'm trucking towards second. I'm throwing it to first. And to make the throw. Yeah. I mean, it's and, and look, I know a lot of people are on, on Twitter are like, oh, give me a break. Any little leaguer can make that play. I'm like, yeah, okay, right. It's a routine play, right? If you're an everyday shortstop, not if you're an everyday right fielder, necessarily. That's fair. All right, Slee on the spot. Slee is here. Slee, are you ready to uh, size up Dylan Brooks too today or what? Yeah, he's kind of actually been my favorite. You know, all the all the Laker fans booing him on Saturday. He's been so bad in the series and has shot so bad um, and ran his mouth as if he's actually somebody that's been impactful. He's becoming my favorite player. Yeah. I think Laker fans need to start cheering for this guy. Right, he's right. He's a great he, asset. He's the best player on the Lakers, isn't he? <laughs> no, it's true, though, Slee, because for a guy to have talked as much as he did and then to turn it into this circus where LeBron walks up to him in the pregame mm-hmm. and then he hits LeBron in the junk and then he doesn't want to talk to anybody. And now, this is my favorite part of Dylan Brooks now, he's the victim. It is the fault of the media that he is perceived as a bad guy. In fact, do we have that that soundbite? Because it's so funny the way he blames the whole thing on the media and it's it's the last two years. This is what you guys have done to me. Tell me if we have that. If we do, we do. If the we don't, media we don't. making me a villain. The fans making me a villain, and then that just creates a whole different persona on me. So now you think I intended to hit LeBron James in the nuts? I'm playing basketball, a basketball player. So if I intended, and that's whatever the whatever is in the fragrant two. Um, uh, category of having a favorite too and you think I did that that means you think I'm that type of person right and that's why I don't rate Mark Taylor right I'm in listen you think that you think that about me I'm such a bad guy your freaking teammates call you Dylan the villain I'm a bad guy me I'm a nice guy people like me I'm a nice guy I'm a good person I donate to charities I go to church on Sundays I pay my taxes I'm a good guy you think I'm a mean guy you think I would hit LeBron James intentionally like that 
It's yes. the media. No, I, no, I, George. I, I do believe No, it's the media. Yep. Don't, yeah, don't, don't you I think, do Sling? It's the media's he, fault. By, by the way, didn't he hit Donovan Mitchell earlier this yes. year? Yes, yes. Okay, didn't he lead the league in technical fouls this year, 18? And here's the funny thing. If, if part of the strategy has been for Dylan Brooks, if his strategy was, you know, maybe I can get to some of these Lakers, maybe I can get into some of these guys' heads, which, by the way, that's not a good strategy because it's players that have been in the league for a long time. It's LeBron, it's Anthony Davis, players that have won championships. But – He's just also been really bad for the Memphis Grizzlies. You can't. Oh my tell God! Me, yeah. You can't tell me, George. I mean, just you don't think there's some people around that locker room saying, "Hey, are, are you going to help the team win, or are you just almost going to get in the way?" He's he really has been well, a detriment to their team. I, I, I'll tell you this: I don't think they're saying it like that because I've been around that team enough to know how tight they are with each other. They they they're like a college team in a lot of ways. The way they they interact with each other. And I think that's good and bad at times. But yes, I don't. I think maybe there's someone having an honest conversation with. Them. I don't think it's that though. Yeah, I, I just I, I think part of the you know coming into the series, I remember Michael saying this, and I, you know, I kind of maybe brushed it off to the side. He's like, I don't think they're mature enough yet to win a playoff series. Now in my head, I'm like, all right, well, last year. Um, you know, they, they ended up taking the Golden State Warriors to six games. John Morant gets injured, doesn't play the final three. I thought, yeah, maybe they've they've kind of turned the page on that. I'm wrong because I, I do feel like maturity has been a factor so far in the series. The Lakers, at least through the first three games, and the Lakers have capitalized off of it. So I think one of the biggest keys, and it doesn't take a genius to figure this out. You don't have to be an NBA insider. You could just be tip, dipping your toe in, okay? Anthony Davis and the way he has played defense, the way he has blocked shots, we know what he can do on the offensive end, but he has been, at least through the first three games of this series, as good defensively. Aren't there some stats that say like he's had more blocks in the first three games than any other Laker in the history of the postseason? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, to me, Slee, tonight, that's what I'm looking for because I think the Lakers, to win this series... You win this game tonight. You're at home. Place is going to be going crazy. AD's been on fire. They win this game. Series is over. I agree. It's over at no more than six. But if you lose tonight, you're in a real series again. You lose this game tonight, it just fuels the ammunition for everybody that thinks Memphis is still going to win. Win this game tonight, you're going to win this series. Lose this game tonight, it is a 50-50 prop from there. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I it's kind of interesting because I, I think every time the Lakers have been in this spot, there's and I'm not even talking about just this series. I'm not about just kind of the regular season in general for the Lakers. This is the type of game that if you're a championship quality team, you're playing at home. The place is going to be rock. The place was rocking on Saturday as well. But if you're a championship quality team, you go up three one, and there is kind of no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Whether it's a close game or um, you know you win by seven, ten, it doesn't really matter how you win. Just you walk away with a win. I, I, would, I would go back to game two where I thought the Lakers were in one of those situations where it was like, all right, well, John Morant's not going to play. This is your chance to kind of take a stranglehold on the series. And the Lakers failed in that one specific game. So they'll get another opportunity tonight. I don't think it's going to be anything like Saturday. I really don't. Lakers jumped out. What were they, up 26 by the time the first quarter was done? That's right. Good I mean, math by I, you, Slee. 35 you, to 9 is 26. Yeah, That's right. Second. I got the calculator right here on my phone. I I don't think um, I think it's going to be anything like that. I think it will be a hard-fought game. 
But it's a, it's a great way for the Lakers to say, Memphis, this has been fun, but it's just a matter of how many games we're going to win by if they if they end up winning this. Here's the thing, though, Slee. I, I, the one thing I didn't like was and, – and look, I know that they got within striking distance, and they, I didn't feel like the game was ever really in hand the other night. I didn't love how easily Ja was getting to the basket. I don't know – I don't think he can replicate 6 of 10 from 3, but he doesn't need to if he can get to the basket that easily. And that, that worried me just a little bit because he's the one guy mm-hmm. I don't think the Lakers have an actual cover for. So, Trav and I talked a little bit about this today. You could look at the final three quarters in the game and say, well, uh, Memphis ended up outscoring the Lakers by 16 after the first quarter, however you want to look at it. But I think the Ja Morant part, that's, that is something. You know, it's the guy got into rhythm. You know that they could sell themselves in the locker room that the game got to within 10 or within 9 or whatever it was. They can kind of put themselves in a position where they at least can feel good going into game four. They're not going to play as bad of a first quarter as they did. Obviously, that's not going to happen again. Let's go, Lakers! Let's go! Let's I think go, a By the way, Cappy was hand over heart while the uh, national anthem was being played by I him. didn't hear <laughs> one word that either of you guys said. I've been singing the national anthem. I've been standing up, showing respect to our country. That was a beautiful rendition of the anthem behind the basketball yeah, talk. Yeah, yeah. Finish the jaw point, though. Go ahead. That, that was the uh, – that's, that's like the pre – Anthem. Uh, yeah, so it's you guys the practice. Got, the warm-up. Exactly. Yeah. You guys got the warm-up there. Yeah. Um, Damn good. So all, all I'm saying at the end is I, I think for Ja, it was a way for him to get into a good rhythm, didn't play in game two. I think that could have a little bit of an effect. And I'm not saying that game three comes into game four, but for Ja Morant, personally, he looked like he looked like he was comfortable and he looked like he was getting into a rhythm. Yeah, I don't, I don't expect that kind of performance tonight. To me, that fourth quarter, 22 straight points, the number of threes that he hit – to me, that is a take-your-foot-off-the-gas kind of defensive performance by the Lakers. I know a lot of people are like, well, but he got to the basket so easily and I'm worried about that. No, no, it's like, hey, what do I need to do here? We're, we're up by all these points. We're just waiting for the clock to hit triple zeros. They're not really coming back. So I, I feel like the Lakers let down or let their foot off the gas rather than John Morant was just that brilliant. I think the if you said what's the blueprint to beating the Lakers if you're the Memphis Grizzlies, I don't think getting 45 from Ja is the blueprint. I think all these other guys got to get involved too. And that doesn't mean Ja can't have a big game, but Jaron Jackson, Desmond Bain, Dylan Brooks has been awful. We already talked a little bit about him. Luke Kennard, if they are going to have a game where they steal game four, don't you got to have four or five guys in double figures? Don't you have to have you know X amount of players on top of job playing well? And that's kind of their only shot tonight. All right, Slee, before we let you go. You're going to put him on the spot? Yeah, we're going to put him on the spot. Let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. I was on a flight coming back from Minneapolis on Saturday morning, okay? And I was tired, okay? After, game ended late. Game ended at 1130. We went to have dinner. Didn't get back to the hotel room till like 1.30. Then had to pack. Didn't get to bed till like 2.30-ish. Fl- Got to wake up at like, you know, just like 6.45 to Heavy make my dinner? flight. Heavy dinner? Heavy? No, uh, a, little, a few drinks. Yeah? Yeah, a decent dinner. Not like heavy. Just like, you know. Do you have any acid reflux-related no, no. issues to go to sleep? No, none of that. Okay, but go ahead. wake up with a little bit on the front end. It's All a right. Little, a lot of J.J. Reddick, so it was good wine. Okay, you know, gotcha. Good wine. And he's just coming back from a European vacation. I've been following him on Instagram, right? Yeah, so they, um, so I get on the flight. And I'm thinking, oh, it's a morning flight. I'm going to be able to sleep, right? So the flight attendant, yep. nice lady, really nice lady. Okay, but here's it comes the butt. Almost too friendly. Oh, Literally, 
chatting with everyone the entire oh, flight. Oh, man. And like she wanted to make cocktails, right? She's like this special cocktail. So she was asking them, do you know what's in the special cocktail? They're like, well, what is it? Well, I have to kill you. I have to kill you if I tell you. Oh, I hate so you got to guess. Say that. I hate that So phrase. she's playing the guessing game the whole flight. And I, so at first she wakes me up because she's doing it with the person next to me. Oh, and what time of the day is this? I mean, it's like eight in the morning. And she's mixing cocktails. Right. Okay. And people are drinking them and that's fine. But it's like, do you have to be so loud about trying to it? Get some shut eye. Right, I'm trying to sleep. Yeah. I'm on like four and a half hours of sleep. Come okay? on, lady. I gotta get to a four year old t ball game when I land. Come okay? on, lady. I'm trying to sleep over here. And so I, I, at first, she woke me up, and I kind of looked at her, and she looked at me, and I was like, okay. So in my bag, I have a mask, okay. like a, a, for your eyes. That's a good thing to have right. on a plane. That says, don't, don't talk to me. Right. So I, I have my ear, my AirPods in, okay. and then I put the mask on. Right. Don't talk to me and don't say anything to right. me. Right. Because the the lady or talk to me or down, say anything down the aisle from me has her uh, window shade up. Yeah. And the sun's coming through, so now I really need to put this thing on. All right. So I'm figuring if she sees me with the mask, she's, she's gonna not, get right. the, she's, she's gonna, gonna get, get the hint. hint. Yeah. yeah. She didn't get the hint. Really? Mask and, she and AirPods. She started talking to the couple behind me oh, about geez. the drinks for 30 straight minutes. Unbelievable. And then having a full-blown conversation and not like whispering, blah, blah, like normal, like talking like this right now, like I'm talking to you. Especially when it's loud in an airplane and you have to kind of talk loud so everybody can hear you. Right. So, Slee, I thought about, do I say something and mm. just be like... Politely, like, ma'am, I'm trying to get some sleep. Do you no mind chance. keeping it down? No chance. Or do I, like, you know, do I just tough it out? You I tried the ladder and toughing it out. Should I have said something? Okay, I, I'm with you on. You give her every indication that you're trying to get some sleep. Every indication. She clearly either wasn't noticing or just didn't care that she was just in the mood of having a conversation. I tell you, me, I'm probably just turning the volume up as high as I can on whatever I'm listening to, whatever music is there, and I'm hoping that I uh, eventually doze off. I did. I, I did that I with a podcast. Something. I was crank. I was listening to Phil Jackson talk about how he doesn't watch basketball anymore or whatever I'm on. Whatever that podcast he was on. Sounds like the perfect thing to put you to sleep. Well, I mean, his voice, <laughs> definitely. Um, and then- I don't think I say anything either. And by George. the way- does anyone not see those quotes as he doesn't watch basketball, but yet he's allegedly advising the Lakers? Like, that doesn't stick out to anyone? I'm like, what are we talking about here? I don't have to watch basketball. I know basketball. Right. It was just, I thought that was strange when he said that because my immediate response is, aren't you, weren't you just at a Lakers game a couple weeks ago? But this is the same dilemma I presented to you twice in the last couple of weeks. The Uber guy who's on the speakerphone with his people. Right. And I said that I would have just dealt with it and tipped the guy. And, that, and I dealt with it and didn't tip the guy. Right. And then the other one was the guy sitting at the restaurant screaming on his phone and I didn't get up and say anything to that guy. You know the what? The guy screaming on the phone was a little different. All I'm saying is this. I mean, this is because it was just you and him in the restaurant and the people who worked there. This is an airplane full of people, and the people behind me were clearly enjoying the conversation, so I didn't want to be a jerk she, either. She was not being respectful to your first-class status. So, Dono, I think you played it right. I, I don't think you could. Uh, some, I think you're going to be the jerk there. Some people would say something. Yeah. I just don't think. I, I didn't have. Yeah, I I, I, first of all, she was an elderly woman. I, I respect my elders. Um, and then she was talking to the couple behind us. You know, it was. This, let me just say one thing. She was just trying to be friendly, but it's it really nice. was annoying. I'm gonna say one thing before yeah. we let Slee go. Yeah, I was on a flight yesterday. I decided to watch a series. I, I, I decided to watch a, a Curb Your Enthusiasm episode. Yeah. The episode was exactly about this topic about resetting the relationship because. Uh, Larry would show up to the club to play golf and the security guy would not stop talking to him about nonsense. Right. And then Larry couldn't get in, but he thought he was being nice. So he wanted to reset the relationship by keeping the window up and not having small talk. So it, it's okay, George, for you to say to this flight attendant, I'd like to reset our relationship 
please be quiet. I'm trying yeah. to sleep over here. Right. I got T-ball. All right. Sounds good. I did. I had T-ball. Mateo played well. You got two big hits. So there you go. Anyway. Hey, nice job. Hey, um, Slee, make the prediction. Who's winning tonight? Uh, close game. Lakers by three. All right. Cool. Go up 3-1, uh, but it's a close game. I don't think it's going to be anything like Saturday. Yeah, I think this is a tight one, too. I'm with you on that. Slee, have a good call today, buddy. All right, fellas. Thanks, guys. All right, see you. There's Slee on the spot. All right, coming up next, Cappy, Radio Tinder, the award-winning Radio Tinder, is going to be kicking off in about two minutes. <laughs> Thanks, Christopher. Hey, by the way, I tried to look up New Kids on the Block Day. I didn't see anything on Twitter about it. Like, And usually that place is the first place to find that stuff. So well, is this just the saying, the New Kid on the Block Day? Um, no, according to my... Uh my source here that I use, which is the website, is nationaltoday.com. Okay. That's where it says it. Okay. All right. So I don't know. All right. Anyway, let's kick it. Go. Hey, look, thank you to Tequila Mandala for allowing me to be a gutless cheapskate. Yeah. Because you think I've got the Añejo and the, the Blanco. The Añejo and the Blanco. The Añejo is excellent. Yeah. Okay. And the so Blanco good. is excellent. They're all great. But what I would say to you is the Añejo is more of a sipping okay. tequila. The extra Añejo you don't deserve because we don't want you to be an extra cheapskate. Well, okay? let me tell you something. That I'm one, a, though, is still very nice. I'm taking Jason this. Jason was very nice to you by giving you the Añejo. The Añejo is top notch. I'm taking this tequila mandala. I'm delivering it to my friend who had a wedding a week ago. So you're keeping the Blanco for yourself. I was going to give him both. Oh, okay. Yeah, this way he could have a taste test. Oh, okay. Do you think that's a good idea? I mean, idea? the Blanco's more for mixing. Yeah. Okay, well, yeah. now you got you, mixing tequila and yeah. sipping tequila. You'd yeah, save you save the other one, Cappy, for your next wedding. It's a good idea. That's true, too. It's a really good idea, yeah, Lindsay. Jason, you can't go to that Jason well every time. It's a good that's idea. That's it. He says no. He's giving you the Dikembe Mutombo finger. I do like the idea, though, of my next wedding. I've already got a bottle of tequila mandala already. But how many more weddings do you have? I don't have any planned right now. Okay, then just give the guy the bottle. You already. How about are, both? How, how long? I mean, it's been almost two weeks since the wedding. He's been on a honeymoon. Whatever. Go ahead, Lindsay. All right, guys. So the Oakland A's announced last week that it signed a binding agreement to purchase land for a new ballpark near the Las Vegas Strip. Well, today, Commissioner Rob Manfred said that he, quote, feels sorry for the fans in Oakland about the A's plans to relocate, but he believes that the last place A's can field a more competitive team out there in Nevada. Do you guys agree with Rob Manfred? Swipe left or swipe right, Sedano? I do agree. Swipe right. Yes, because they're going to have the ability to have all these corporate sponsors that they're not going to be able to get in Oakland. Um, They're going to have a brand new facility. Um, yeah, I think they're going to have more inherent financial advantages. Now, what people are saying around the league is that, wait a second, we have the cheapest owner in the sport, and granted, he had the worst revenue streams, I get that, but the cheapest owner in sports is going to get rewarded with this? Well, it's not the first time it's happened when it comes to Las Vegas particularly, right? Well, wait a second. I mean, when we talk about the cheapest owners or the brokest owners, I mean, the NFL awarded one of the brokest owners in all of football. Las Vegas. How about Los Angeles? Well, yeah, that's true, too. I mean, come yeah, on. The Chargers you're talking about. Yeah. To, to your point, Cappy, uh, Mark Davis did say last week that he was ticked about this whole thing because I guess, you know, like the A's kind of like strong-armed the whole negotiations to get the Raiders out of Oakland. Well, without remembering every last detail, the Raiders and the A's were battling because the city of Oakland was not going to participate in building a football stadium and a baseball stadium. Correct. And nobody has football stadium, baseball stadiums anymore. Everybody has their own unique ballpark. Right. So the A's were competing against the Raiders. But here's the here's the but sad they, part of it all for Oakland. The A's were basically like, oh, well, we're, they're going to give us our stadium before you get well, yours. But here's the thing. The A's have been um, dealing, and you know, I know there's a movie, Moneyball, that stuff, but like literally Billy Bean, more years than not, has made them not just competitive, but legitimate contenders 
players in their division with no money, with zero payroll. Right. Yeah. Look, here's here's the sad, unfortunate truth for the city of Oakland and for great sports fans in Oakland. No league wants to be in your city anymore. Right. That's it. And it's it's not that they don't want to be in the Bay Area because they'll that, take San Francisco. Right, right. I'll go to downtown San Francisco. I'll schlep down to Santa Clara. I took my team and I moved it to Vegas. The hockey team is in San Jose, which is an hour and change away. Right. There's a there's a major league soccer team in San Jose. The point is, the Bay Area has tons of sports fans and tons of people, but the A's do not have a fan base anymore. And the city will not and should not be building them a ballpark. So you know what? As, as much as I don't like that Rob Manfred... I don't like what he said. I agree with him. He's right. He is right. All right, what's next? All right, guys. So, Gervonta Davis emerged victorious from his high-profile fight with Ryan Garcia on Saturday night in Vegas as he knocked Garcia out with a brutal body shot. Did you guys see that, by the way? I did, man. I, did. I, I saw the... I, I, I didn't watch it live, but I did watch it. Yeah. And by the way, either. you called him by his first name. I didn't even know who he was. I call him Tank. Well, yeah, that's what everyone calls him. But that shot to the kidney, I was like... Well, and he popped him before that in the face. Yeah, but he popped right back up. In the second round. But to get punched like that and then take a few steps backwards and then hit the knee? All right, so keep going, Lens. So Garcia is now saying that Davis had a spy in his training camp. Yeah. So I guess prior to like the final press conference, yeah. Davis repeatedly said this. He kept yeah. alluding to the idea that there was a mole. You know, there's a mole, but everybody watch out. So initially, Garcia laughed off the suggestion and invited Tank and his team to watch him train in person. But, yep. you know, now that the fight's over and everything's said and done with, it is no laughing matter. So mm-hmm. do you guys believe Garcia's claim that there was a spy uh, that helped Tank Davis win? Swipe left or swipe right? I'm going to swipe right... And agree with Garcia that there could have been somebody in his camp. I'm not saying that's why he lost the fight or that's why he got slammed in the liver the way he did. But did you happen to notice the post-fight press conference that nobody else showed up with Garcia? Not his trainer, not Oscar De La Hoya. Uh, It just seemed like it was only his family. Now, maybe I'm just reading into it, but um, I don't know. Something seemed a little weird. In the post fight, it did seem weird. I, I do, I, I buy that that's a possibility. So I will swipe right as well. When well, he got he- hit, when he got hit, I was like, okay, that's a good body shot. And then he backed up. He still had his hands up. He backed up, and then he took a knee. And then you were like, okay, well, he's just catching his breath. And then the the, the ref got to nine, and he wasn't getting up. You're like, what what happened here? Yeah, I guess the idea there is that like he had some type of injury to that area, and that he knew to hit him there. So, wow. So, which right. would make sense to your point there, Cappy. What's next, Lynn? All right, last one here. A tech company in China fired an employee after he spent his two-week sick leave on a tropical island. The man provided documentation that he was suffering from dizziness and a spinal condition, and he was granted sick leave. However, one of his co-workers saw him at the airport during that sick leave, and he reported the sighting. So then the tech company fired the guy two days later for, quote, fraud and dishonesty, and a labor dispute between the two parties ensued. It's still going on. Should this guy have been fired for going on vacation during his sick leave? Swipe left or swipe right? Cappy, you go first. Uh, I'm going to swipe left. And say he should not have been fired. Of course, I don't have all the details, but here's what I do have. He was on sick leave. So what am I supposed to do? Do I have to be in my bed? Or can I go and deal with this condition laying at a beach somewhere? 
Well, his it is important to note that his doctor did give him a you know permission saying that he needed to be on bed rest over oh. this sick leave. Okay, could he be on bed rest on a tropical island somewhere? Hypothetically, yes, I I would think so. Okay, well then That's, I got I no guess, problem with the this. The problem ensues, right? I mean, it's sick leave. Right. How do I get sick leave around here? I think you have a lot of vacation days, Cappy. I do. I think so. George, have you already established your summer vacation? I schedule? sent out the email months ago. Oh god, yeah. I got to go back and look now. Yeah. Hmm. I sent it basically through the summer, and then at, at, somewhere in the summer I will send the holidays. Yeah, I send it. I send it way ahead of time. I know you're so much more organized than I am. Yeah, hey, and look, I have I just, have things on my calendar right now that I know I'm taking off, but yet nobody else knows that I'm taking off. Well, you, you should probably tell us. should let people know. Yeah. Right, yeah. it's a little problematic, isn't it's it? It's usually the way it should go. Yeah, just saying. Right. They were just doing a Theragun on Giannis's back in the middle of the game. Oh well, they've got an eight point lead because they just went on an eight zero run. So looks we'll see. like something you would do. Like you're on the sidelines, your back's hurting. Oh yeah, I would. I can't. I can't find my Theragun. Can't find this freaking thing. John is right back in the game though. He oh, just turned it over though. The power of the Theragun. Yeah. I could use a Theragun right now. Kevin Love with the steal, your boy, Linz. Don't get me started. Yeah, Duncan Robinson. All of a sudden, is bubble Duncan Robinson though. Everyone's talking about um, bubble Murray. Duncan Robinson all of a sudden is like the guy we saw two years ago. I Did wish you? you would stop talking about the game because you're looking over me Why don't you up to the, the TV. Channel, you jerky? I don't know because you never know how to change the channel. Somebody help me. Go, go and do it. Help. Help me. Do you think that uh, Oladipo's injury is going to, like, does that impact them a lot? Not no. Really. No? Okay. No. I just saw it and I was like, everyone was making such a big deal out no, of it. No, it, like, it's terrible for him. Yeah. I mean, I know the poor sucks, guy but... has been trying to come, battle through injuries for five years yeah, and finally guy. started to slowly look kind of like himself again. So. It did stink. It does stink for him, you know. Um, Kevin Love for three. He missed. What are you That's doing before the game? Are you going to go over there and like hobnob with everybody? Maybe. Yeah. We still don't know who's calling the game tonight on TNT. Do we know? Do we not know? I, yeah, I told you. Who? Who'd you say? Oh, I forget. But well, yeah, because I asked you, and then you never really told on, me. Uh, go to announcerskeds uh, yeah, on Twitter. I did definitely tell you. Yeah. No, you definitely didn't. As a matter of fact, we were talking about like who's going to call the game tonight, and then we never got I the answer. I told you it is. All right, uh, you tell him in a second, but of course. Radio Tinder is always brought to you by our friends at Tequila Mandala. That's right. Who Love gave those Cappy guys. some bottles because Love those it's a cheapskate. Award winning small batch artisanal premium sippy tequila made from the finest mature agaves. Available everywhere fine tequilas are sold. Visit their website, tequilamandala.com. Demand the extraordinary with Tequila Mandala. All right, Lakers basketball is up next. Slee, Michael, John, everybody. Lakers basketball. Next.